There he is. There's John Ham. Do you know what we're here to do today? Make a bad hockey podcast. <laughs> that is exactly what we're here to do today. Um. So, um, I think we picked the optimal time to start a hockey podcast because um, the Stanley Cup might be awarded tonight. It might be awarded in two hours. In about two hours, maybe. Yeah. So, so the um, worst considering the, the fact that the hockey season could end in two hours, I think we picked the perfect time to start a hockey podcast. I, wow, I, look at us being good planning planners. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great planning. And I think the best part is that off-season content has already started. Oh, yeah. Um, we've got... There was that trade that happened, like, a week ago that everybody freaked out about just because it was the first trade. Kevin Hayes? Was it? Oh, was it Kevin Hayes? Who was the first? It might have been. Let he me... got traded. So Kevin Hayes' story this year was he played for New York, and then he got traded yes. to Winnipeg for a first, and then mm-hmm. he got traded to the Flyers for a fifth. Has he been traded twice already? Um, he got traded, like, I think at the deadline mm-hmm. um, to Winnipeg, uh, then he played the rest of the season there. Yes, it says... By the way, this is just to talk to him. He he doesn't have a contract. He's a he's a UFA, if I, if I stand corrected. I am uh, not quite sure, frankly. I'm going to check. Um, my favorite website that I'm on, way too much, Cat Friendly. We love Cat Friendly in this household. Do you know what I miss? What? I miss General Fanager. <laughs> like, because eventually, eventually somebody's gonna hire the guy who runs Cat Friendly, and oh, we're yeah. just gonna have to like switch to Hockey DB. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to do that. I uh, I can't do Hockey DB. I can't do Hockey DB either. I, as the biggest nerd I am, mm-hmm. I can't know. Just I like numbers. I like numbers. I I like when they're organized well, which they are not on Hockey DB. No. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Cap Friendly. Literally, have your tweet <laughs> notifications on. I'm a like, I love Cap Friendly. I love numbers. They they are lovely. They're a lovely, lovely little site. Um, and we hope Seattle doesn't hire them. <laughs> yeah, please Seattle. Mm-hmm. Oh, Seattle news. Sorry, I this just they just changed the colors on their website to hey. a salmon and teal color. So oh, people yes, yes. Are, people are thinking sockeyes or sockeye. Good possible like, name. Frankly, if they aren't the Seattle Kraken or the Seattle Mermen, I might be a little bit upset. <laughs> okay, but what would Seattle Mermen jerseys look like? <laughs> they would be. They would be the Starbucks logo with the two tails and everything, except instead of being like the Starbucks siren, it would be um, a really buff like merman, and he's holding like a crushed hockey stick. (laughs) (laughs) I I I thought about this at length. I wish I had art skill. I would draw that. That's that's merman. That sounds great. Mm -hmm. I'm actually very excited for Seattle. I like yeah. expansion. I just think, I think in the past we're very used to like expansion franchises 
not being that good until but like until Vegas but like I don't I think I think because Vegas was such an I think Vegas was interesting because it was such an isolated franchise where it literally was just like who are your most okay players (laughs) we're gonna take them (laughs) <laughs> We're gonna take your most okay players and then go to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. Um and and I think they would have I th- I still think they might, there might be a Disney movie made out of it. <laughs> uh yes. Yeah. Another another like miracle situation. Well another well, no, because it wouldn't be a miracle situation because they lost. Uh, uh maybe like maybe maybe like if Miracle and Mighty Ducks had, like, a baby or something, it would be the Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> the Vegas Golden Knights are Miracle and Mighty Ducks' love child. Yeah, exactly. Um, plus, Seattle is, like, such an underrated hockey town. Absolutely. They I, have. Yeah, I, just, have. I think there are so many towns, especially in the U.S., where you have like such a large populations mm-hmm. and be, like massive sports followings already because in Seattle you have um the what are they the not the Eagles the um Seahawks the Seahawks. No. <laughs> I don't watch football Seattle, Seahawks um right. and even in a town like Louisiana um I think I, I can't speak to Canadian populations that much, considering the fact that I've never lived in Canada. But um, I, I think especially there are just so many underrated towns in the in North America right now where you you could have these massive followings. Um, and I, I guess Vegas was special because it's technically Vegas's first sports team. And so they're just kind of yeah. like looking for something to cheer for. Um, but, you know, it's not like does Seattle have a baseball team. I can Google that, but I don't think I know so. very little about sports that aren't hockey. So, I should establish that right now. I started watching basketball slowly because of the Raptors. Hi, bandwagon. Yeah. Here for it. It's who I am. I um, think eventually everybody, like, unless you're born into a city that is in love with a franchise, you're going to eventually kind of bandwagon onto them. Um, I mean, that's how I became a Penguins fan. Yeah. I guess I it like I was a kid and in the I think it was it was 2009 yeah their first the first of the Malkin Crosby Cups um Mm -hmm. was when I became a hockey fan and so I was like okay well this team is successful right now I'm gonna start cheering for them I I was born in Chicago I live in Chicago yeah I was lucky enough to see three cups it's it was the one thing that in my family we could keep on tv Mm-hmm. And watch together. It was it was the Hawks. Yeah. Like, rest in peace to my nasty boys. <laughs> you suck now. <laughs> I don't think they. I don't think they necessarily suck. Is that a goal? <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> For anybody who isn't looking at me like Chris says, I am currently watching the game um on my TV, and I have no investment in what happens tonight. Well, they're my um, two least favorite teams in the league. I well, no, they're not my two least favorite teams in the league because, like, ultimate worst timeline for me would somehow be getting a a Flyers Bruins <laughs> Stanley Cup final. You think the Flyers Eastern, are going to the Eastern, Stanley Cup? Eastern. What? 
anytime soon. Like, do you think? Do I think the Flyers will win the Stanley Cup? Um, <laughs> no. Objectively, absolutely not. no. Um, I I think the Flyers have really good mechanisms in place to win the Stanley Cup. Um, and honestly, around the time of the Wayne Simmons trade, I would have said no. Um, but considering how he's been for Nashville or how he was for Nashville this past season, I, they, they have, they have Drew who's kind of in that zone where he's still really good. He's still Claude Drew. He's still making it into the top 10 scoring in the league consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's kind of about to exit that prime, you know, he's in his thirties. Oh, yeah. Um, but he, yeah, but you also have players like Travis Konechny and mm-hmm. and Carter Hart who, and Nolan Patrick who are amazing. And so it's like some some parts of the Flyers franchise right now are doing really well and some parts of it aren't. They were doing well. They were doing really bad up until that Carter Hart. They called up Carter. Yeah. And my only worry is it's because I would love to see a Carter Hart succeed. I, I want to see him succeed. But if we've seen anything about Flyers defense and if they do nothing to change it at all during this offseason, mm-hmm. you're going to kill that kid like you killed the nine other goalies you had. Like, they, they, what happens is if, you lo- if you're the Philadelphia Flyers and you lose a game, you basically give your goalie to Gritty to eat and never come back. Gritty eats the goalies. <laughs> Gritty eats the goalies like where did they all go where did those eight goalies go (laughs) um well something kind of akin to that it's it's kind of odd when a young player has so much success on a Mm -hmm. team that isn't necessarily doing well because I think we as hockey fans Hockey fans are by far the most, like, not suspicious, but superstitious of any sport, I would say. Um, And so I think once we have these players who come into our midst and we're doing really well, and then all of a sudden, you know, we get this player and then they're good. It's like, okay, well, we're good because of this one person, but we forget entirely that hockey is a team sport. Um, And I think that's kind of what for instance the Oilers right now are um not good (laughs) like objectively the Oilers are not they they suck and yeah they're going to suck until they get the revolving door of white men out of their front office just yeah and it's and I I desperately like I desperately just hope for the sake of the franchise that Connor McDavid asks for a trade, like for him and for the franchise, because I think as long as he's successful, um, the they're just going to keep going, well, you know what? Connor McDavid's successful. Everybody on his mind is successful. Therefore, we're not that bad. And like, it's just some of the stupid trades they have made. Mm-hmm. Like, as a Hawks fan, I was able to watch Drake Kajula play the second half of the season with the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah. He was great. Yeah. And they traded him from Brandon Manning. Homie could barely crack the Hawks roster. 
And let's not forget he broke Connor McDavid's collarbone and was like, I meant to do that. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. It's that that has to be a slap in the face too, to to have your franchise trade for a player who who intentionally broke one of your bones. (laughs) Yeah. Your Calder season. Your rookie year of all things. Yeah. That's imagine having it just uh, imagine having to play a shift with that like with that guy it, he got it would set be down right away. <laughs> yeah and it's i mean it, it if anything i can just you know we could bring up the hall for larson trade and that 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 horse has been beaten but i don't even think it's dead like <laughs> no it's still because so every single time funny. i think about it i'm like you treated taylor hall who went on the next season to become the mvp yep you know, win the Hart Trophy, and you traded him for Adam Larson, who... Is he a defenseman? <laughs> <laughs> who is Adam Larson? Who is... It, like, it should say a lot that I, I, I have to Google right now. Who Adam who Larson is. Adam Larson. How do you spell yeah, Adam he Larson? Is <laughs> he is a defenseman. He is a defenseman. Okay, cool. It's... I spelled his name wrong. Larson's just Carl. Yeah, I spelled his name wrong. But, no. It's... Well... I don't know if you've seen this, but Taylor Hall recently said he's not going to be signing a contract yet to continue his stay with the New Jersey Devils. I don't think he should, frankly. Um, well, the Devils are also kind of another one of those teams that's oddly like having their. Ha- it's like it's like another flyer situation mm-hmm. where you have a couple of these young players who are really good and. I mean, soon to be one of them. They have the first overall pick this year. And so he could sign dependent entirely on the draft. Oh, yeah. And who they take first overall. Um, Which should be Capo, by the way. That's, I mean, it's... it's, That's another conversation, which we could get into. It is another conversation, but we we can talk about that. Like, um, do you think... Because it, it was it was really revolutionary. I remember when Nico Hishir went first overall because Nolan mm-hmm. Patrick had been projected to go first for yeah. the majority of the season, and then you know the New Jersey Devils they they draft Hishir, and people were a little bit, I guess, weirded out by it. They were like, "Why um, aren't you drafting Nolan Patrick?" And I think, I mean. I, I would ask you if you think there's a stigma against European players, but that's not even really a question I have to ask. It's, it is. There is. There is. There's this whole mentality of, oh, good North American boys. We gotta pick good up Ontario North boys. Our good Ontario boys. Like, that <laughs> these men in the front office have. Like, mm-hmm. it's, we gotta pick our hometown boys. Like, I... I found that absurd. It, it's just... After watching juniors, not not only juniors, I watched juniors, I watched the worlds that just happened. Jack Hughes is a good player, and I will never doubt that. But mm-hmm. the steps that Cabo Caco has taken to play in the Finnish professionalized hockey league, he is so much more NHL ready. Mm-hmm. With Kefokeko, you can put him in straight away. You can throw him into your lineup, and honestly, he's gonna he's gonna get points. He kicked ass yeah. with Finland. Hughes, Wait. on the other hand, what? 
Oh, I was, no, finish your thought. Okay. Hughes, on the other hand, also a phenomenal player. Broke records with United, the United States development team. But at Worlds, he didn't show up. He was, he just wasn't there. And I'm, not that's not his fault. It's just, you go from playing teams of college students mm-hmm. and high schoolers to playing grown men. grown men. Like, yeah. And it's no fault of his own. I just don't think New Jersey, who has time and time again proven they're not the best at developing players. Absolutely. Should take a player who needs to be developed just because of the stigma against European players. Also, I think I think the fact that he is, you know, the younger brother of a player who went what was it, fifth overall? Seventh. Seventh. Seventh overall. Yeah, I knew it was was in the top ten um last year has a lot to say about it. Um oh. I brought up the list of first overall draft picks. And so these past two years have been kind of oddities because you had Dalian and then he's here. But mm-hmm. then we go Matthews, who's from the US, McDavid, Ekblad, McKinnon, and then we don't until we get to 2012 and we have Yakupov, who was a bit of an oddity. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then we go Canadian, 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 US, US, Canadian. And then the next European player isn't until 2004 when they, when the Washington Capitals drafted Ovechkin. So. And then. 2001 with Kovalchuk, and then it's just within good these American past, boys. good good American good Canadian boys within these past what has it been 19 years we have had let me count one two three four five uh, players drafted from Europe go first overall go first overall and the majority of them have been from the KHL. Yeah, which is such an untapped market that only big teams can go. Well, they hit Artemi Panarin for how long? Like, they kept him under wraps and, like, for forever, and they hated that Hawks representatives were talking to him. I think that, I think, A, there's an issue with the fact that teams don't necessarily want to pay for a full-time KHL scout, which they absolutely should. If they can afford it, which teams it's not can't. it's not one of your cap, so it should yeah it should but. at least one or two people because mm-hmm. you can you can have you know one person covering the western half of of Russia and I had to think about geography the western half of Russia <laughs> and then another person doing you know eastern mm-hmm. half and and pen, potentially China as well because when was the last time a player was drafted who was you know, from that market. Alexander Ovechkin, <laughs> like, there's yeah, well, no, another player drafted, but... I mean, apparently the, the, the Chinese KHL teams aren't that good, but yeah. I think, I mean, there has to be some hidden gem within that market, I, I exactly. would say. Um, and, and also, I don't think you're going to... The, the NHL's goal, consistently, they're always saying, well, our goal is globalization. Um, but they've done multiple things in the past to kind of disprove what they're saying. Um, a, by not going to the, the Olympics this past year, and then B, if you don't draft players who are from these international markets, you're not going to attract international international markets. audiences 
because like <laughs> you're not gonna you need people need something to cheer for exactly finland once again back to capo caco like finland is such an untapped market like Absolutely. we're there but some of these stars like mm-hmm. are amazing like finland has been kicking ass at worlds Absolutely. We do see the, I guess, globalization with teams like Germany and France and this year Great Britain, their first year Mm -hmm. at Worlds. But, like, we have the NHL not letting them play at Olympics. It's like they take one step forward but two steps backwards. Absolutely. So, back to who should go first. I think it should be Kepokeko because the New Mm -hmm. Jersey Devils cannot develop a player. And Jack Hughes just needs a little bit of time. Like, mm-hmm. I say... Uh, the Bruins just season. scored. Ooh, I think. Go Bruins. Never thought or I'd say they? that. Hi. Oh, last time Bruins were in game six, um, they lost to the Hawks. Oh, wow. So, just a quickie little throwback. Um <laughs> Just a quickie little throwback to my nasty boys being good. Yeah. Do you wanna do you wanna talk about the um the the quote unquote shoddy officiating um last game? Did you watch it? I have not watched a single minute of this playoff series. Mm-hmm. So all I get of this series is the hot takes on Twitter from the people who are watching it. Yes. Um I feel just, as though officiating hasn't been great from the games I have seen from the rest of the playoffs. They've, they've always been spotty. I just think this they, one yeah, resulted in a goal. Like, this shoddy officiating yes. resulted in a goal, and that's why it got so much outrage. Absolutely. Well, it's, I think it might have been Elliot Friedman. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't Elliot Friedman. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> I'm sorry, Elliot. Um, but uh, I, I Nathan know it was one of the NBC. It was one of the NBCSN um, uh, commentators who said that apparently the the play was allowed to go on because Bozak had possession of the puck while he was tripping. Um, who was it? Was it Peron? But yeah, but apparently I I I I think that we as as hockey fans are really objective about officiating as a whole and especially during the playoffs because we think, oh well, you know, the refs put on blinders when the playoffs come around. But I don't think that's it. I think we have the same amount of of things being called. There's just way more like Things not being called. There's just more, like, you know, if we have, like, ten stupid things happen on the ice in a regular game, which is way undershooting it, and, you know, five of those are called, but we have, you know, 20 stupid things going on in the playoffs, and we still have five of those things being called, it's still, it's the same amount being called, it's just more things are happening. Um, Yeah, and I feel like there are more... I don't want to say normal people don't watch hockey that intensely during the regular season, but like people are so intensely watching hockey during the playoffs, 
especially when they're a fan of the team, that things that would usually just roll off and be like, oh, that's fine, it doesn't need to be called, mm-hmm. are going to get a bunch of backlash because people are now watching, like, Absolutely. this win or loss is going to end the world. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've had I've had a friend who, who came over and watched the game with me at one point, and, um, you know, she said... She kept saying these things like, oh, that should have been called. Oh, that was like this. That was that. And then she would turn to me and be like, wait, is that a rule in hockey? <laughs> like we, we see all these things and we're like, oh, that was objectively terrible. Therefore, it should be a penalty. But, you know, and the rules are so arbitrary in the NHL. Oh, yeah. I, also, uh, I could just everything. Just the entire NHL. Like the entire NHL, absolutely, and it's we have this kind of, especially with the people who are running the NHL right now, and mm-hmm. and the hockey that they grew up on, it's it's different. it's different from the hockey that we, you and I would have grown up on, but also at the same time, because these people in power are nostalgic for the game that they had, they try to keep it as similar as they can to to what it was, which isn't safe. Absolutely not. Um, I mean, what we didn't have mandatory helmets until sixties lost it, um, and it's 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 an unsafe game at its core, um, and it sucks because it could be it could be so much more than what it is, but because of because of these people who are who are you know. Old-time hockey fans. Old-time hockey fans um, who, who say that's just the way we've always done it. And because of all of these weird rules and the fact that, like, I feel like every single year we have we have a new penalty that's, like, the, penalty, the, 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 the hot penalty of the year. Like, oh, this year we're going to really focus on – well, last year it was – we're going to really focus on um, <laughs> goalie interference. <laughs> What is goalie interference? Like, we what are the rules on that? We will literally never know. Well, okay, so the rule for goalie interference mm-hmm. states that if a goaltender is interfered with in a manner that, like, would, in a normal situation, like, disallow them from... Disallow? Is that a word? Unallow? It would prevent them from from making a save. Like, if you're sitting on top of a goalie and they should be able to move and make a save. Um, that is goaltender interference. But like if your goalie is 10 feet outside of the crease and you bump into them mm-hmm. and then somebody on your team makes the shot, they weren't going to get back there before your teammate made the shot. That's not goaltender interference, but it's sometimes I feel like refs will just read the name of a rule and be like, you know what? I that's think that's it. what it is. That's it. There was a goal, I think it was in game five mm-hmm. um, of the Leafs Bruins series. Yeah. That I'm a Leafs fan. Did I want the Bruins and Bruins win? No. But there was a goal the Leafs made that looked like it should have been goaltender interference. He we're, was, we're not calling that this year. <laughs> but we're not calling, we called it too much last year. Yeah. And then also the lenient rules on suspensions. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God. let's. Just because I know the most about the Hawks and the Leafs. Hi, I'm a bandwagon Leafs fan. Sorry. Um, 
the Nazem Kadri, like the Nazem Kadri suspension. Let's say that that was after game two, so it was tied one one. Let's say the Leafs had won in five. He would have only been out for three games. Like the fact that they do not have a set time frame for a suspension mm-hmm. for well, I think it, to the head like that. I think I have I have a, a couple of opinions on this because mm-hmm. of the the I guess caps pens rivalry. Yeah. Um, and especially what happened last year during the uh, playoffs when <laughs> Zach Austin Reese got his um his jaw broken by um one Mr. Thomas Wilson. I I I think I think there do there there needs to be a set like time for for but there there's a time and a place for a set time and then there's a time and the place to say you've done this a lot um you keep doing this a lot you need to not do this um and I think especially in the case of like even as somebody who cheers for the least actively Nazem Kadri does kind of need to have his ass handed to him and he needs somebody to say to him you need to stop doing this and normally like you know we would give you x amount of games because you did this thing but because you keep doing it we're going to give you more games because how else are we going to get it through your thick skull yeah um and I think it was the same way with with Tom Wilson and he had, I think, what, two or three suspensions last season. And then at the beginning of this season, he hit, uh, oh, God, I can't even remember. I think it was a player on the Golden Knights. Um, it was <laughs> the beginning of this season seems so far away. I um, I don't think I remember the beginning of this season. Um, I, I who I did he hit? He hit, um, blah, blah, blah. blah. I have no idea. I'm trying to figure out who he hit, but it was 20 games was the original time. It was before it went to independent arbitration, which, um, uh, frankly, I, it, okay. So he, um, yeah, <laughs> uh, on, on September 30th of 2018, he hit Oscar Sundquist. There. Um, and then on November 30th, which was literally two months later, he had Brett Sunny. Um, and they were both open ice hits to the head. Um, and then a couple of a couple of days or a week or two later after that hit on Brett Sunny, he um, that was when he got hit by by Ryan Reeves. Oh yeah. So yes. the guy he get which got him suspended for the 20 games was Oscar Sunquist. And that shortened down to 14? Yeah, by independent arbitration. Mm-hmm. Um, which, mind you, it's... I think I think the arbitrator who, 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 who that went to was also the same arbitrator who um, the Austin Watson case went to. Oh. And <laughs> I will never stop being upset about this because I... There are just so many ways this season to me in which the NHL has said we don't care about women. Um, oh, and yeah. it's it's absolutely absurd. Um, 
you know, with with the fact that even with the fact that that I, I, I don't believe in independent arbitration. I just don't believe in it because um, it could be, you know, anybody who who has, quote unquote, no stake in the game. But it's everybody has me. if you work in the NHL, you have a stake in the game. If you have a work in the yeah, if you if you work in the NHL, you have a stake in the game, and and I just I I don't believe in it. I don't think I don't think it should be allowed because to me, if the NHLPA has set or the, if the players or yeah, if the Department yeah, of yeah. Player Safety, if the Department of Player Safety has said to you, you need to stop doing this, and we're going to give you X amount of games because you know, you won't listen to us, then I think that should be that. I don't think you should allow it to go ask somebody else to bring that number down. Um, and and with the Austin, the Austin Watson case, I absolutely do not think that should have been brought. Like, to me, he should have been suspended entirely, expelled from the NHL, because, like, what, how does the NHL benefit if a person who, who um, you know, is abusive to their partner is in their system they don't they they don't it yes it, we, you were right it is the same arbitrator i just, yep, I just arbitrator. double check it's the same arbitrator <laughs> i'm so sorry i'm talking like a mile a minute um fact check that's who i am quick shout out to grace for for fact checking all of the random things i'm throwing out there no it's good I got you. I'm just making wild accusations. <laughs> you just, just wrong things. I'm just throwing shit against the wall and seeing what sticks. I'll come in over um, a fight while editing. Out. I'll come in over editing and just say things over. I'll just say the correct things <laughs> over what you were saying. You yeah, just, it's just like I'll be like, Sidney Crosby is 82 years old, and just be like. And your voice will intone. That's not right. Sidney Crosby actually is not 82 years old, guys. Just thought you should know. Just thought you should know. Um, oh, the NHL is bad. <laughs> that's what we play for. Is bad. Um, that's my that's my opinion. The NHL is bad, and that's why I I illegally watch all of my games, so they get none of my revenue. Yeah. See, I share a an NBCSN password with like twelve other people. Beautiful. <laughs> so they will get technically none of my revenue either. They will get somebody's <laughs> revenue. It's not mine. Listen, only good thing for NBCSN is um Patrick Sharp. Shout out to him. <laughs> I just watch I just watch that segment on mute because I'm just like, yeah, keep talking. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, just just sit there, look pretty. We loved you. Let's not objectify Patrick Sharp. <laughs> Listen. Did you see that thing that he said um, about how Brad Marchand apparently uh, skated past him at one point and told him his kids were on the <laughs> Yes. <laughs> what? Like, what kind of chirp is that? Like, your kids are ugly. Kids are ugly. I mean, what kind of chirp is go dye your hair? Which, I mean, it re- we, your hair remains my favorite chirp of all time. We could break that down. We could break that entire hair. conversation down. I, the, you were in the minors longer than me. So, so the whole go dye your hair thing, it's what high schoolers do. Like, when they 
think people other than high schoolers either. <laughs> oh, I know. Uh, no, I mean, like, for the game. Like, yeah. I know Erie did it. Oh, yeah. I see. I see what you mean. Yes. Like, if you really want to break your hair. that surf down, it's go bleach your hair. I think I, it could be that, or it could be a narrative on 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 homophobia <laughs> in the NHL and how <laughs> we have this... <laughs> We have this image of gay men. Dyed and, hair. And, and, and dyed hair. And and maybe he was just calling him gay, but he was doing it in a really indirect manner. We we will never know. We will never know mm-hmm. whether or not. Maybe we could get him on the show. We'll get Matt Martin on the show. We'll get Matt Martin on the show. Can you break down your go dye your hair shirt? What is that? I would love mean? to do that. Like, I think we should. I think we deserve our own spit and chicklets uh, segment where we just ask hockey players about their chirps. I, I think that spit and chicklets should leave Barstool. Give the show to us. <laughs> give the show to. <laughs> give the show to us, and let us keep the connections. And that so, stream. I think I think we should also retain um uh oh god Biz Nasty. We should yeah we can keep Biz. Biz can stay. Biz Nasty can be our man on the street. <laughs> we Biz is our connection. He's the one that brings in our connections. So we, so we're taking over spin chocolates. <laughs> leaving Barstool and we're keeping Biz. So Matt Martin can break down his homophobic. So we can shirt. ask Matt Martin to break down go dye your hair. What is on the ice right now? Somebody's glove is on the ice, I think. All I remember. <laughs> oh my god, why is this? This is one of my like random thoughts. Is oh god, um, the Capitals were playing the Hawks, mm-hmm. and yes. the worst hawk. Um, the worst hawk. <laughs> We're not even gonna say his name. You can mention the worst Hawks fan. You can mention the anybody. If I can say Slava Voinov on on air, you can say Patrick Kane. <laughs> Patrick Kane was starting shit. Uh huh. With Alexander was. Ovechkin, I don't know uh-huh. why. Homie's like five inches taller than him. Patrick Kane could have got his shit rocked, and he kind of yeah. did. He lost his helmet. And I remember the NBCSN just, like, did a zoom in on his helmet on the ice. <laughs> it just looked like he got raptured. It looked like he was gone. Like, gone. Oh, Dead. my God. I mean, we could we could break that down, too, and talk about the, the Tory Krug hit that happened. Um, oh, God. All of these games in the frigging playoffs have been so, like, far apart that I can never remember when anything happened. The Leafs it might have been game April. one. The Leafs games were in April. It is it is June 9th by the time we're recording this. What did the Leafs what did the Leafs get kicked out of the playoffs? Um the Leafs got picked out of the playoffs. Um Oh god. It was the 23rd of April. I was still 19. I hadn't yet turned 20 when the Leafs um, we're out of the playoffs. Was it and really only think, yes. that? That doesn't. That feels like so long ago, but it that was, was like a month, two weeks. Way over a month ago. 
No, it wasn't. It was well. It was the twenty third of April. We're in June right now, Grace. Oh, I forgot May was a month. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so my question is, why has the NHL pushed on this series for so long? Like capitalism. But it's like I don't capitalism. Like, it just doesn't. I remember. I remember the Hawks, because before this season, the last time I truly watched hockey was the 2015 season, where the Hawks won the cup, 2014-2015. I remember those games, I remember going far into June, like this. Mm-hmm. But, like, that was because basically every series was to seven games. Mm-hmm. Like uh, is going into the penalty box. That's just him playing right now is another topic. We can, we can talk about that in a bit. I'm just, yeah. Just, I, I feel like the two-day stretch in between playing is just doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm bored. I'm lost. The NHL has bored me. So. Um, it's, it's, I mean, essentially it's, it's a, it's a long game cash grab where, you know, there was what a a two day stretch between last game and this game. Yes. Um, that is two days where people in St. Louis are gonna think, you know what? You know what? I think my team's about to win the Stanley Cup. Let me go buy a jersey. Mm-hmm. Let me go buy a jersey. Let me go buy a it's, shirt. It's a yeah. long run cash grab. Um, frankly, I I have since I've you know um you know gotten a job and moved into my own place and whatnot. I've been thinking. Yeah, you know, every single time somebody wins the Stanley Cup, I am going to be getting a jersey from the winning team. This season, the only jersey I'm going to be buying is the Arizona Coyotes' third jersey. I, yep, that was on my list. I would yeah. get a Strom jersey, but they did him so dirty. I, 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 I'm not, I'm not a Strom fan, to say the least. Interesting. Yeah. I think for me, it's that I'm baby and they're, they're my, they're my, they're, they're my new children. Like mm-hmm. Dylan Strom and Alex DeBrinkett are the future of the Chicago Blackhawks. And I want to see them play the rest of their careers here. Yeah. I think we've, it's, it's always really interesting in a franchise to see, like, because I've been a hockey fan now for almost almost 10 or 11 years. And mm-hmm. it's really interesting the, the, I guess, rise and fall and then subsequent rises again of different good franchises. In the franchises because I became, like, I was, I became interested in hockey around the end of the, wait, let me, let me double check and make sure I'm not saying that's uh, something stupid. Um, I I get hockey players confused a lot. Cause they all look the same. It's like yes. Wonder Bread. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, I got into the I got into hockey around the the 2007-2008 season, which was the very very end of the Matt Sundin season. Um, and it's or the Matt Sundin, I guess. Empire, yeah, 
And now it's really interesting, you know, to see 10 years later, the the big three to see Nylander and Matthews and Marner and, and now Tavares. Yeah, absolutely. And Tavares is oddly weird to me as well, because I feel like John Tavares has been a hockey player forever. But he isn't. He's not even that old. He's like he's really what? not even that old. I think I think he's is he he's either Sagan or Ben's like I think he's Jamie Ben's. No, age. I think he's younger than Sagan. Is he really? I think yeah. No, I, I feel like I I I just I always feel like he's he's a million years old because he was wasn't he co-captain during the or Canada's co-captain during the um. Am I getting him and Shea Weber confused? Am I? <laughs> I don't know. Wonder Brett. Yeah. Josh Tavares <laughs> is, oh, he is 28. He is, yeah, but he's okay. still younger yeah. than Sagan. Sagan's 29, isn't he? He's 26, 27. Sagan's 27. Oh. Okay, so they are the same age. Okay. Yeah. Well, around that much. Around, yeah. But it's, Interesting to see the cap hell the Leafs are going to be in. Oh my goodness! Every single time I think about it, I have an anxiety attack. Um, throw that money into the Marner jar right now, because <laughs> I didn't make, say anything. Somebody make the donation under my name, because I'm gonna say it. <laughs> yeah. As somebody who wants it, watch the cap get introduced. Like, what year was that? Um, watch the cap get introduced in, when did the cap get introduced? I'm looking that up for you. 2012, 13, maybe? Oh, oh no. The cap got introduced in 2005, 2006. No, those are negotiations. I'm on the Wikipedia page right now. I'm looking at the NHL salary cap right now. (laughs) Was it 2005, 2006? No. Yes. 2012, 2013, a new lower cap limit was negotiated for collective bargaining agreements starting with the 2012, 2013 season. So they had a cap. They've had a cap. It was pretty big. They lowered it. Mm -hmm. Somebody who watched the Chicago Blackhawks fall apart from the... From the outside. Well, maybe if you guys hadn't put, like, $30 million into two players, you'd be fine. Kane is 10.5. Less I'm, than I'm, Matthews. I'm exaggerating, hon. Less than Matthews, <laughs> by the way. How many cups does Matthews have? I understand he's a center, and they how make more. How many points does Patrick Kane have? <laughs> more than Matthews. <laughs> to, quote, to quote Steve Dangle. Two-time 30-goal scorer, Patrick Kane. <laughs> he really only a two-time 30-goal scorer? He is only a two-time 30-goal scorer. That's <laughs> not. Listen, he's a winger. Yeah, and <laughs> so as a winger, he should have more goals. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's yeah. not. Then, then what's the argument for Mitch Please, please tell me I don't have to teach you how, how hockey works. <laughs> hey, Sarah, we're running a hockey podcast. How does hockey work? No. How does hockey work? Um, So there is one Oreo left in the box. <laughs> the refs throw said Oreo onto the ice. And then when anybody but the Boston Bruins tries to retrieve the Oreo, they beat them into the ground. <laughs> They curb stomp whoever else touches the Oreo. They curb stomp anybody who isn't on the Boston Bruins. 
10 years from now, I'm going to be in Boston and somebody's going to kick my ass. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I the running gag is I can't go to the city of Boston because if uh, I do, I'm going to step foot in the airport and uh, I'm going to be killed. Yes, immediately. Immediately, because they can feel my energy. Can... <laughs> is that? Oh, my God. It's Jenna, Jenna Clark or Jenna Fisher. Sorry. Jenna, yeah. Why do they have Jenna Fisher up here? Why isn't John Chan, John Hamm up there? Because, um, because the whole net, John John the guy from The Office. The guy who the guy who played Jim in The Office is a Bruins fan, and Jenna yeah. Fisher is a Blues fan. I know that. I know that. But he's John Krasowski. Krasowski. I thought it was Insky. I thought it was Kavinsky. John Krasinski. <laughs> Grace and Sarah you not knowing Krakowski, names. And so I was confused. And then I got him confused with Jane Krakowski. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is John Krasinski. Yes. No, I'm aware. He, she's a Blues fan and he's a, a Bruins fan because he's from Boston. But John Hamm is like the world's biggest St. Louis Blues fan. And I think at one point he did like a practice for them and he did like He's wow. done adverts for them. So I'm like, where's John Hamm? <laughs> if, they don't, if they don't give John Hamm a Stanley Cup ring, I'm going to cry. Listen. Yeah. When the Leafs win, it's by law they have to give Steve Dangle a cup ring. I <laughs> mean, if the Ottawa Senators ever win anything ever, they have to they have to give the Stanley Cup to Brian Five or Six. Yes. The <laughs> Listen, we love our internet personalities. Yeah. <laughs> my goal my goal in life, be the Steve Dangle of what you do. <sighs> okay. No, I had something to say. Salary cap. Um You were there when the salary cap was introduced. You were there at the meeting. <laughs> I was there. I was there at the meeting in the 2012-2013 negotiations when the salary cap was introduced. <laughs> at the ripe old age of ten. <laughs> I was 11. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> but no, it, I'm 11, so fuck you. <laughs> it killed. It killed the Hawks for a hot second. Because you had freaking 25 million dollars wrapped up in two people. I think it's. God, what is Taze's contact contract? Isn't it he like eleven? Or maybe I think they have the same contract. Then it's ten point five both ways. That's still twenty one million dollars in two people. Yeah. But what what are the what are the Leafs giving two time Josh- thirty goal scorer Patrick Kane? <laughs> How many Stanley Cup? No wonder no wonder Marner wants fifteen million dollars. <laughs> Mitch Marner. You know, look at two-time 30-goal scorer Patrick Kane and go, you think I don't deserve that much as much as that guy? But then, the are like, but when you look at somebody who is similar, I'm not saying identical, but similar to him, Braden yeah. Point, do we see anything like this? Well, the Braden Point, the thing is, is that any franchise that Steve Eiserman touched, aside from the Red Wings, <laughs> is uh, blessed. <laughs> and so... The 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 Tampa Bay Lightning are somehow gonna get Braden Point for like eight point five. <laughs> I said a dollar. 
<laughs> yeah. Single dollar. They, they're cool. like, you know what? We'll give you a dollar and we'll throw in like a candy bar every now and then. We'll feed you every once in a while. Every once in a while. You can come to team breakfast sometimes. <laughs> Tyler Sagan. <laughs> show up. Just show up. Um, yeah. And um, so they're going to get away with murder on that on that contract. But also, I would say, you know, you can... There's a lot of different players on, on either end where you can compare them to to Mitch Marner you know you have you have Patrick Kane who who makes 10.5 million dollars and um admittedly is not that great anymore uh it's no he led the Hawks in scoring this year but the Hawks aren't that great anymore yeah leading a bad franchise isn't necessarily good good so (laughs) yeah um and then you have I mean who's another comparable player who doesn't make that much money um I mean, Sidney Crosby only makes $8.7 million, and he's Sidney Crosby. That's something he did. He chose that. Sidney Crosby was like, I want my Russian bud with me for the rest of eternity. And that's that's the thing that Mitch Marner has to think about. Um, Because who was on his line? It was Tavares and then, what was it, Kapanen for, for part of the season? Yes, I think so. I mean, if if he wants to stay, if he wants to, it's like a Venn diagram. It's like a Venn diagram or, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a pick two type thing where either you can have, there's three options. You can have a lot of money, you can remain on the Toronto Maple Leafs, or you can have your friends with you. Yeah. So he can, he can remain on the Leafs and have a lot of money, but he's going to subsequently cause people to leave mm-hmm. or he can, you know, have his friends and stay on the Leafs and not make, you know, $11 million or he can you know, make a lot of money not on the Leafs. Yeah, basically. Yes. But think about the Toronto market. How many millions of dollars is Mitch Marner making from his insurance ads or his oh, Red Bull ads? Red Bull ads, his, his, what is it, Bank of America? No, it's not Bank of America. It's, uh, <laughs> what is it, Bank of America? Um, um, you know, his MasterCard, or Visa, yeah, Visa ads. A, and his... And God, what else has he got? His Apple ad with Matthews. He makes so much money from all of those things. And to me, it's entirely because he is a Toronto. Place for the if he yeah. goes if he goes to Arizona, God forbid. If he goes to Arizona, what 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 is he gonna get there? From AdWords, probably I mean he might remain a Red Bull athlete, but like other than that, I'm not quite sure but like because because say for instance you know he he takes a contract where he makes oh i thought for a second the lights went out in the arena in st louis and i was like <laughs> um you know say for instance he he makes he takes a contract where he makes nine million dollars or something like that mm-hmm. and from those adverts that he does he makes four million dollars 13 million dollars you know prior to yeah. tax not but if he goes to Arizona and he makes $11 million, he's not going to get $4 million worth of adverts if he's in Arizona. Also, let's not forget they get paid in USD, not CID. Yes. So when you put in the conversion rate. Expensive to live in, mind you. Um, he's living for free. He lived for free. 
Um, when Matthews was on Chicklets forever ago, mm-hmm. he was talking about how Marner lived for free in the condos of one of his dad's buddies. Let me believe. Marner? I very abruptly need to leave. <laughs> Marner, Mar- Mitch Marner can walk into any bar or any restaurant in the city of Toronto, mm-hmm. be like, I am Mitch Marner, and his tab is paid for. Yeah. Like, I, mean, people think I don't he was think a dick if he did that, but they would still, you know. They would pay. Mm-hmm. Like, and by the way, um, I spite looked up. Patrick Kane is a four-time thirty-goal scorer. Oh, and a two-time. Yeah, he had forty-four goals this season. Oh wow. DeBrinket and Strom. Yeah. He played on a line with DeBrinket and Strom. Yep. And threw some life back into my horrible, nasty <laughs> team, but. Mitch Marner, like, this just doesn't make sense to me. He's a good Ontario boy. Mm-hmm. He, his team He's is a good that, Toronto boy. He's, exactly. The Leafs are his favorite team. Like, there's that video of him being like, the Toronto Maple Leafs are my favorite team when he was, like, six. Yeah. And, like, I've said this to you personally. Like, when, what makes me so anxious about this contract is that Mitch said he is not in the room making the negotiations. It's his agent. And it is God. <laughs> and God, Paul Marner. God, Paul Marner. <laughs> Paul Marner, by the way, is God because mm-hmm. that's where Darren Dreger gets his information. Darren Dreger speaks directly to God. <laughs> Paul Marner. Happens to be Paul Marner. Absolutely. <laughs> and I don't know if you've heard this, but there was a tweet put out a while ago that was like, oh yeah, when I played like Pee Wee or something with Marner, or mm-hmm. my son played like Juniors or something with Marner, and his dad used to have Mitch sign things and they sell them out the back of the cars after games. Yeah, I do like, remember seeing that tweet. Like, there is just something off about a parent who would do that. I mean, it's exploitive, especially it, it, speaking from a psychological standpoint, it's extremely exploitive, especially when your kid is a minor and then to have them kind of grow up reliant on that thinking, oh, well, my parent knows best for me. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, like, there's nothing wrong with having your kid think that you, know what's good for them oh yeah no when it's to a point where they're reliant on your opinion and mitch marner is a grown man he is older than i am he is older than you are and (laughs) to, to like to me if i was making one of the biggest decisions of my life where i you know was going to sign a multi-million dollar contract with which would affect the next couple of years of my life if my dad or my mom or anybody was like, you know what, we don't want you in the room. I'd be like, you know what, I don't want you in my life. Like, it's... I think, no, I think it's he... It's him who's making the active decision to not be in the room. That's ridiculous. No, to me, that's ridiculous. And it's also something that he probably grew up thinking that he he needed. His agent, trust his agent, trust his dad. Mm -hmm. And remember when literally... The second, I feel like minutes after Austin signed his contract, I open up my Twitter. The first thing I see is 
Mitch Marner's agents talking to the radio. Mitch Marner's agents is doing this and that. Oh, mm-hmm. it's not a team friendly deal. Like, yep. all this bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe this is just me. But also if that was think, mine, what? Uh, just also to think, I mean, I'm sure Kyle Dubas finds it odd that Marner isn't making his mm-hmm. own negotiations. But also to think that nobody on his team at any point. Like, even if it was his own active decision to be like, I don't want to be in this room, to think that nobody on his team would think, you know what, we're making this massive decision for this person that's going to affect the next couple of years of their life. And like, you know, it's, it's an, again, multi-million dollar contract. To think that nobody was like, they should probably be here yeah. is absurd to me. And so just the fact that I believe this has been his agent since he's been playing in London, like, this has been his long-term agent. I think, He's I mean, I, I going don't think to the there's press? anything necessarily wrong with that. Because I think, I mean, there are plenty of hockey players who have done that. Like, I think... Oh. Um, no, it's not that. Let me finish. Yeah. It's the fact that his agent not only this... Like, I understand it is his long-term agent. He's known his agent for a while. But the fact that his agent went to the press and was, like, shit-talking my buddy's contract mm-hmm. maybe it's just me but I would have fired him on the spot I would have been like you are representing me mm-hmm. you what you say reflects on me as a human being like I wouldn't want my name involved in that at all like absolutely also the fact that the Paul Marner burner account thing like Marner's camp, it's funny, but it's also kind of sad how Marner's camp has handled things. Is <laughs> like, well, I think, I think too, it's it's and not to place the blame at all on William Nylander, but I think, I think they thought, well, I think they saw what happened in in the, this past season with Nylander and thought, you know what? That's the most foolish thing that you could do while signing a contract. As long as we don't do that, we're fine. But are we going to see something similar? I mean, I, I, I think apparently Marner is already speaking to other teams. Which oh, where did we hear that one? Because is it the uh, date the twenty fourth? Because isn't it's really. It's it's kind of this whole thing where you're, it's like you're allowed to, with with that kind of thing where where you're it's you know the free agency date is the twenty fourth, and that's when other teams are allowed to call you and say, hey, we can offer you, <clears throat> you know, X amount of millions of dollars, but if you call, I don't know, say for instance the Arizona Coyotes and you say, hey. I'm Mitch Marner. How much money do you think you could give me for being Mitch Marner? Um, yeah. That's not technically their fault. So there's that. And then uh, apparently, you know, he has been hedging bets from other, other, you know, teams. And and it's, because you know, that's why everybody's upset. Or not upset, but that's why everybody's up in arms about the idea of, of an offer sheet, because Technically, since he's been talking to these other people, he could get offer sheeted. Yeah, but when was the last time an offer sheet truly went through? I mean, if I'm 
it, it, it is, I don't know when the last date precisely was, but it like, was a hot second ago. It was a hot second ago. And, and if I'm, I mean, right now the team with the least draft picks in the next four years is the, the Columbus Blue Jackets, if I'm not wrong. And mm-hmm. if I'm another team who hasn't had a, a great amount of success, say, again, I keep saying Arizona because they've got all that calf space. Um, and I can't imagine them within the next couple of years drafting like anybody super amazing. So, you know, I if I'm Arizona and I and I have my next four draft picks or my next four first rounders, I'm going to say, hey. We'll give you that if you give us order. Yeah. Okay. So the last like offer sheet mm-hmm. was Ryan O'Reilly. Oh, Ryan O'Reilly. Um, what was that? Twenty twelve, I believe. Yeah. Wow. No, twenty thirteen for two years for ten. Mm-hmm. But it was matched, so it didn't go through. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's that's the whole thing. Where if you if you match the contract, it it doesn't go through. But I mean, if Again, if he's going to be asking for $11 million, I don't think the Leafs are going to be able to match that. No, I don't. I don't believe so. I just, the last accepted offer sheet was in 2007 with Dustin Penner. Mm-hmm. I him. honestly can't even tell you who that is. So Neither can I. But um, he went to the Edmonton Oilers. Well, there you go. So, like, I, offer sheets, I feel like the offer sheet thing, the offer sheet narrative is Mm -hmm. so prevalent right now. When Mm -hmm. the last time we saw an offer sheet that went through was 2007. 12 years ago. Exactly. 12 years ago. July 26, 2007 was the last time an offer sheet was truly accepted. Mm-hmm. And I've jokingly said multiple times, yeah, if Mitch Marner wants 11, he can go to Arizona. I'll mm-hmm. take our four first round draft picks and Artemi Panarin. Like, I love that. I, but I love Mitch Marner and I love this team. I love the Toronto Maple Leafs where they are right now. And I understand two keep the prime core together things are gonna go whether my my issue with that is is kind of similar to the issue I had like obviously what Darren Ferris said you know within two minutes of the Matthews contract being signed and like revealed to the public was awful but I also took issue with it because I mean obviously it's not like from you know from from it's not exactly what Mitch Marner said you know, it might have just been something completely off the cuff that his agent said. But, like, how do you, if you're Austin Matthews, how do you go into the locker room the next day and look a guy whose agent said that about you in the eye? In the eye, exactly. Yeah. And so if if by the end of this summer, you know, by the time training camp rolls around and Mitch Marner has, you know, forced Leafs hand and forced them to sign an $11 million contract somehow, and then you've lost, you know, Andreas Janssen, Kapanen, Janssen, you know, Kapanen, Janssen, potentially Zach Hyman, um, maybe even, you know, Nazem Kat, like a bunch of you, if you, Connor Brown, 
I always forget about Connor Brown, but Connor Brown you, to the Edmonton Oilers. The trade is one for one. One for one. Connor Brown to the Edmonton Oilers for Connor McDavid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the trade is one for one. We're breaking it here first. I talked to Darren Dreger. Um, I spoke to Paul Marner. <laughs> I spoke to God. I spoke to Paul God. Marner. Paul Marner. <laughs> Should that be the episode title? Paul Marner and God. <laughs> I'm just going to call it um, Pilot, but yeah, Paul Marner is God is the new episode title. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, if, if you, if you, if the Leafs have, if the, the Leafs have succumbed to the will of Marner and, <laughs> and, uh, you know, signed an $11 million contract and been forced into a tight cap situation where they have to give up, you know, three or four players and, you know, they're people who you like. How do you look a guy in the eye who willingly said, I don't care about these people. I want my money. But then there's the whole opposite narrative, which could happen. They could be putting up this 11 million front until July 1st, where Mitch mm-hmm. Marner walks out into Maple Leafs, um, not Garden, Maple, Maple Leafs Leaf Square, and goes, I signed for 8.5 for 10 years because I want to be Toronto Maple Leaf. Like, <laughs> then we're going to yeah, see. But- I mean, look at that. Your narrative switch. I'm going to look at the first, you know, couple of posts on Mitch Marner's Instagram right now and tell you how many of them are ads. <laughs> like, I, like, I don't even know. Okay. I want him to sign. I want him to stay. Okay, so third but post is a Visa Canada. tops. Mm-hmm. Third post is a Visa Canada. Fourth post is intact insurance. Um, and then sixth post is Red Bull. So at three out of his first six posts on his Instagram are ads. Like, tell me a man who likes doing ads that much isn't interested in $11 million. Oh, yeah. I I wouldn't say he's not an int. Are you, are you telling me you wouldn't want $11 million? Like, not at all. I'm just saying, like, I I don't, you know, you, you we have these two ideas of what could happen or, mm-hmm. you know. You know, either he he really does get eleven million, or either he really does want eleven million dollars, or either he doesn't, and he's you know willing to go for eight point five, but you know he's making himself look good. But yeah. to me, that second one just isn't really all that plausible. No, and no. I'm trying to like I feel like I feel the need to clarify. I'm not trying to demonize Mitch Marner. I think it's impossible to demonize Mitch Marner. Um, good Ontario boy. Good Toronto good boy. Good Ontario boy. Um. But I just I, I I don't think it's 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 all possible his agent. Money. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. If we want to keep talking Leafs trades, possible trades, rumors, we're hearing this off season. My least favorite, Patrick Marlowe. I so I I do have a couple of things to say about that. Because um, Patrick Marlowe has, I was about to say, six young children. <laughs> he has seven young children. Um, six, isn't it? It's, oh, actual, yeah. it's four actual kids and then Marner and Matthew. <laughs> he has six young children he's taking care of currently. Yes. Um, but, you know, Patrick Marlowe has, has four children. And speaking as somebody who's like my younger sister, you know, mm-hmm moved in the middle of high school to a different state um and it's 
it's hard when you do that. And I think his, his kids are probably younger than my sister. Um, yeah, they're like, I think the oldest is like 10. Probably. And so they, they grew up probably, you know, most of them probably grew up and, and spent the majority of their time in Northern slash Central California. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, allegedly, they've sold the house and his family has moved back, not because he's made any actual agreements yet, but because they were just like, we don't want to remain in Toronto as a family. It's hard for us. So I don't think yeah. it's, he doesn't want to be a leaf. I don't think it's a police don't want him I think he's just like this is for the good of my family I I think um he should um just go on if he wants to stay in Toronto Mm -hmm. let's say he does he wants to stay in Toronto let's just um uh uh-oh he has an allergic reaction to the pads and he can't play anymore yeah he stand LTI like, or you you Patrick Sharp him and go. We love you. We love you here in the organization. We want to keep you in the organization, just not as a player. Yeah. Like I would love that. I would frankly love to see Patrick Marlowe as like a, a skating coach or an assistant coach or something of the sort. Yeah, I I would love for Patrick Marlowe to stay in the organi- Marlowe to stay in the organization, but. From everything that I've been seeing, which isn't necessarily true, it is, once again, June 9th, mm-hmm. free agency is until July 1st, the time that yeah. you can really even, like, start talking, the teams can start talking to you, is mm-hmm. June 24th, like, mm-hmm. blah, 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 is that Arizona or another Californian team mm-hmm. would be willing to take him if... They got something along with it. Mm-hmm. And that something is Kasper Kapanen, Andreas Janssen. Nikita Zaitsev. You think Eddie... T- Nikita Zaitsev has openly said... Has openly given the middle finger to Toronto and the Leafs organization. You think any team really wants that? I think... I think it's... it's I think the issue that Nikita Zaitsev has had has been kind of the same issue that a lot of Russian hockey players have had where they think I'm because the KHL is the KHL is a wonderful league. Oh, well, it's not one run great, but it's still like, you know, at a high level professionally, it's higher than the oh, AHL yeah. by, by a lot of degrees. And so I think that, a lot of NHL players, especially like coming from Russia, think I'm too good for the AHL. I'm not necessarily doing as well as I want to in the NHL. And they go over to KHL and they make significantly yes. more money, you know, doing what they would have done in the NHL. And that's that's what we saw happen with, with um, you know, Neil Yakupov. And I think that's kind of the opposite of what we're having with Artemi Panarin because Artemi Panarin came to the KHL because Vladimir Tarasenko, or came from the KHL because Vladimir Tarasenko asked him to. And then he signed with the Hawks. Hi. And then he signed with the Hawks. And they became divisional rivalry. Is two sticks on the ice or just one? (laughs) Somebody get raptured? (laughs) I think somebody got raptured. 
Uh oh. But no. Like Nikita Zaitsev is so interesting because the Leafs Leafs fans like are on his ass constantly. Mm-hmm. Leafs media is on his ass constantly. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I don't like the media being on my ass. But in Russian. Mm-hmm. And, every- <laughs> and everybody's up in arms. Everybody's mm-hmm. like, Toronto's the best city in the world. The Leafs is the best organization. Like, how can you enjoy playing? How do you expect a player to enjoy playing for a team mm-hmm. when the entire fan base is like, you fucking suck. You're the worst. We should trade you. You need to mm-hmm. go. Like, and then you guys get offended that Nikita Zaitsev is like, I don't like playing for the league. It's like, it's like, you know what? We don't want you here. Okay, I'll leave. What? <laughs> what? Why are you leaving? Why are you leaving? What do we all leave for the best? Like this has been Jason Sarah's impersonations of people who live in Toronto. <laughs> um, Probably I, going to Toronto sometime this summer. Um, if you live in Toronto, hit me up. <laughs> Oh, another fight has broken out. So that's another interesting thing is because I watched two Bruin series, I watched the Leafs Bruin series and I watched the um, Columbus Bruin series. So sorry. <laughs> both both were rough for me. Uh-huh. Um, I cried more than once. Hi, I get emotional about sports. But I feel like Compared to the rest, the Leaf season was the Leaf series was so rough. Yes, well, like, any series with Boston is is any series involving Boston is going to be rough. And then the fact that we essentially have we had a repeat of what happened last year, <laughs> last year, which was the most devastating part of it all, um, was to you know kind of finally get your redemption storyline and then not be redeemed. Like it's it's the part in the. <laughs> in the movie where you've already been defeated by this team and it's the last 20 minutes of the movie and you're like you know what they're oh. finally gonna do it because that's how feel-good movies are and then you don't feel good and then you don't feel good the leaves yeah. are not a feel-good movie this is not miracle no it's not like yeah it's the it was a rough series i literally after game two I, because I'm a big ass nerd, I write in my free time, and I remember writing just mm-hmm. 500 words on it. Mm-hmm. I had, I remember having the NHL play by play up next to me, penalties, yeah. like it was horrendous. Like just yeah. game two, like I don't know. The Bruins have found a way to keep themselves afloat by just poking the like. And I think they've reached a point now, with the Leafs at least, where they're, they're the Bruins are the annoying little sibling that will poke yeah. you and they will just put their finger this close to your face, like very close to your face, and be like, I'm not touching you. I'm it's not touching you. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, I mean, we had, we had last season the, um, the licking, we had Lickgate. Um, <laughs> Lickgate. Where, where, you know, Brad Marchand went around licking people and we were all like, well, it doesn't say in the rules that you can't do that. <laughs> can't do that. <laughs> it's, it's the thing. It's the, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. It's the Lilo and Stitch. I'm not touching you. Yeah, absolutely. He, they found a way to get under basically every team in the league skin. Yeah. I mean, they've made a market out of being complete and utter assholes. 
Bruins fans are that market. If you love that market. I mean, good on you. And I, I, it's, it's, a lot of Bruins fans will come at me and say, well, don't tell me you wouldn't love Brad Marchand if he, if he, you know, for the 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 pens or the Leafs. And the answer is yes, absolutely. Because he would be, you know, like he'd be an asshole, but he would be our asshole. (laughs) Yeah. It's like like the Hawks. But because he's an asshole to people who play on my team, I don't like him. It's like the Hawks for me. I grew up watching the Hawks. They may be nasty boys, but they're my nasty boys. Absolutely. Like, so it just, it just happens to be that the, the the Bruins happen to be the most widely hated, or I would say widely hated of, of any other team in the I NHL. I feel like in the East, they're the most widely hated. I wouldn't. I, somebody. I mean, you could argue that the, that the Hawks are probably the most widely hated in the West, but I think. It's Overall, all people hate the Bruins more than they hate the. But the Bruins are kind of odd because they've just been this. Like, if there's if there's any team that's almost as quiet as Minnesota to me, it's the Blues. Maybe it is because I'm a Hawks fan. I grew up and I was. It's hate Bo- It's hate Boston. It's because mm-hmm. we played them 2013. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know the Hawks series. Hi. Um, the 2013 it was, it was 2013 yeah yeah the 2013 Stanley Cup Finals we played them it's hate Boston and then it's hate the Blues we uh-huh. hate Boston in the East and we hate the Blues in the West mm-hmm. it's there's no team I think growing up I could say I hated more than the Blues mm-hmm. and it, it's not even because they were good they were just the Blues like mm-hmm. I don't know what it was about them but I mean that's how I think that's how it is for a lot of a lot of hockey franchises is you're not necessarily you don't necessarily hate a team because, you know, they beat your team all the time. It's just you hate them because like I I don't necessarily think the Flyers are like like skill wise, I would say the 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 caps rival the penguins more than the Flyers do. Yes. But I still dislike the Flyers way more than I dislike the Caps. Um, and it's just because, you know, it's it's the rivalry. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, no. yeah. I remember 2010, 2011, uh, even 2013, 2014, it mm-hmm. was always the Canucks. Mm-hmm. It was, I remember even the announcers, like, chirping a bit at mm-hmm. the Sedin brothers. Mm-hmm. Like, here comes Henrik, here comes Daniel, like, mm-hmm. it's very interesting, hockey rivalries, and then if we want to go, like, old-time hockey, original six, it's the Detroit Red Wings, like, yeah, for the Hawks. Mm-hmm. And now, I, honestly, I would say, I would say if the, if the Red Wings were still any good, yeah, um, the, I say this as a person who lives near the city of Detroit, um, if the Red Wings are still any good, we that 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 rivalry would still live on. And frankly, I would really love to see that happen. And like, what's been really interesting as somebody who's grown up in the expansion era of franchises is to see like these rivalries that are like newly developing because like. It, it, like right now we Vegas doesn't have a natural predator <laughs> I would say yeah 
Um, and and we're kind of seeing that rivalry develop between Vegas and the Kings and Vegas and and the stars even. Um, and oh, I, frankly, I cannot wait until, you know, Austin or San Antonio gets a franchise and we get to see like a Texas rivalry. I would love that. Yeah. Segment for next beautiful. show where we would put or we can do it right now. Not even next show. We're doing this right now. We are given we are given an expansion franchise. Where are we putting it? Where are we I would love doesn't, Seattle doesn't count because No. Seattle Seattle's already a team. Yeah. We can't put it in Seattle. So I would love another Texas team. Yeah. I would love an Austin team. That fan base would be amazing. Mm-hmm. You get all the kids from U of T coming in. You get all the music festivals there in Austin. You would have a great loyal fan base in Austin. It's either that or Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think I. I think the Midwestern teams are are really odd because specifically, like it. I mean, you probably know this as somebody who grew up in Chicago. Like lower half of Illinois are Blues fans. Yeah, we don't talk about them. They're they're <laughs> hicks. Well, they're not. They're not part of Illinois. Yeah. As as a real human being. From Illinois. Yeah. If you live in Springfield or farther, you're not, you don't live in Illinois. You, you live not here. Not in Illinois. Um, Illinois. I would say I would really, really love to see another, like, I mean, I, I grew up in South Carolina, um, and there is a really passionate market out there. Yeah, um, I I would really love to see a franchise in South Carolina because I think there is a really passionate fan base down in the South. I mean, we've seen that with with Nashville. Um, we've seen it with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Not so much the the Florida Panthers, um, but there is kind of a natural rivalry that exists between states that share the same name. Like I think <laughs> the Dakotas have a rivalry, and then there's a natural rivalry between you know which Carolina is better and I'm absolutely biased to somebody who who lived in South Carolina for a good chunk of my life um but I think what also I have a friend of mine who um he is in my like my friend uh, uh my friend Sean is in the same D&D party as I am and he is from North Carolina and I am from South Carolina and so we 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 joke around about being the the only Southerners in the group, but we also have this you know this natural rivalry from being from the two Carolinas. And the fact that the Carolina Hurricanes are called the Carolina Hurricanes with no differentiation on which Carolina they're from, that's upsets me to no degree, like to no end. Yeah, um, because people who are from Canada and and anywhere outside of the U.S. are going to assume there's only one. Carolina. Carolina and even people like here from the Midwest constantly are like when are you gonna go visit North Carolina and I'm like never not from there I don't know the difference between the two states so um, South I Carolina can't see like a slice of pie and oh North no Carolina. I know where they are Gia, like on a map like if yeah. you ask me to point out the states I can show you where they are I um, just they're just yeah. one big state to me yeah oh okay I see how it sorry. is sorry I just proved your point exactly as to why they should get another franchise. Yeah. The Carolina Hurricanes, like, move the New York Islanders to South Carolina. 
Also, it's not like also another another thing about the fact that they're called the Carolina Lake. The hurricanes part of it specifically um, mm-hmm. also mildly upsets me because South Carolina is ravaged by like historically ravaged by way more hurricanes than North Carolina is. Like Hurricane Hugo, Hurricane Matthew, um, you know, and the like. Just mm-hmm. because North Carolina is further north, north, <laughs> um, and like it's it's just. That's a whole tangent. Feels stolen to me. <laughs> so move the New York Islanders to South Carolina so they can stop <laughs> playing in a box in yeah. their little shoebox. Um, hey, 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 hey! They have two shoeboxes now. Sorry, they're two shoeboxes. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, if we ever did start a Patreon, um, the money would go to us getting the obstructed view seats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Patreon money. We're not making a Patreon. But if we did, our Patreon money would go to goal one is um getting to the obstructed view seats at Ball <laughs> Play Center. Absolutely. Um one game of obstructed view seats at the Barclay Center. The second would be season tickets for the Florida Panthers. Neither of us live in Florida. Neither of us live anywhere near Florida. Um, I'm about eight hours from New York. I'm also a while from New York. It's like yes. a two and a half hour, three hour flight. I'm closer to Toronto than I am to New York. I'm I eight hours closer to, to Toronto, Toronto than New York. Um, but yeah, no. Um, those are those are our two Patreon goals. Our fake Patreon goals are put it. Panther season tickets and obstructed view and seats obstructed view seats at uh, Barclays Center. I love it. Those, that's exactly. Um, also, I say I say uh, obstructed view seats at uh at whatever wherever the Ottawa Center is play the the Bell Tire Arena. Yeah, are yes. there obstructed view seats there? Probably. We need obstructed view seats every, every league. That's that's Patreon goal number seventy three. Um, enough money to go to every arena in the league and get obstructive G seats. <laughs> so it's the it's almost the end of the, the I was gonna say the second quarter, but the uh, second period in this game. And uh, frankly, it doesn't look like either team is gonna score anytime soon. So Grace, what do you think? Um, um, I never thought I'd say this, but I want the Bruins to win because I'm against racism. <laughs> the Bruins with Barstool Sports. What? The Bruins partnered with Barstool Sports. Yeah, that's true. I neither team gets the Stanley Cup this neither year. Neither team gets the Stanley Cup. We're holding. We're having a Kelly Cup situation. The Washington Capitals will be holding on to the Stanley Cup. Um, can't wait to see you guys in the 2019-2020 season. Love that for us. Um, I actually, I bookmarked a, a, I'm currently reading a book right now called, uh, Bear Town by Frederick Bachman, mm-hmm. and it is about a hockey town in, uh, rural Sweden, and I bookmarked a quote that I would like to read to you and, uh, gain your thoughts on, and mind you, this is translated from Swedish, so I'm not sure if in the original, um, it's any different, but it's about hockey, and, uh, Bachman, what Bachman has to, <laughs> what? Just continue. I'm preparing myself emotionally. Okay. We're on Skype so she can see me right now. And I just... Yes. 
So what Bachman has to say about the um, sport of hockey is that hockey is just a silly little game. We devote year after year after year to it without ever really hoping to get anything in return. We burn and bleed and cry, fully aware that the most the sport can give us in the very best scenario is incomprehensibly meager and worthless. Just a few isolated moments of transcendence. That's all. What the hell else is life made of? Damn. I know. I don't know if you use Reddit very often, but, like, I'm 14, and this is deep. But I think um, the quote is accurate. Um, As somebody who's never stepped foot on an ice rink. um, Have you never hashtag played the game? (laughs) I hashtag have not played the game. Have not played the game. Never played a game of hockey in my life. Mm -hmm. I've played shitty or... As people call it, mini sticks. We call it shinny. Because um, you plan your shins. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the closest I get to hockey. Um, I have not bled, but I have cried. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I agree. What the hell is life? Oh, what the hell is I made of? Life made of. What the hell else I- is life made of? <laughs> What the hell else is life made of? What the hell is ice made of? I think think water? Dihydrogen monoxide. (laughs) That sounds dangerous. No. Um, So, uh, if you made it to the end of this, we really appreciate that. This, you made it to the end of our Tire Fire podcast. Um, As cliche as any podcast host can say mm-hmm. i'm assuming this is going on itunes spotify blah 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 blah. that's yeah. what anchor promised me if anchor's not doing that they will be getting an email from me <laughs> a strongly worded letter <laughs> a strongly worded handwritten letter from me grace to anchor but no like rate review follow us um uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm Sarah, uh, and you can find me at M O U S I. No, <laughs> you cut that. Cut that. Cut. Cut that. Got it. What's my Twitter handle? Okay. Um, you can find hi the 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 words. Um, uh, I'm Sarah, and you can find me on Twitter at M O U S E I S L E Y. It's a pun on the most Isley Cantina, and also my last name, so. And I am Grace. You can find me at Twitter at DustlandGrace, D-U-S-T-L-A-N-D, and then Grace, spelled the normal way. It is my favorite killer song, A Dustland Fairy Tale, and then my name. So, yeah, like, rate, review, follow us on Twitter, follow us on wherever you're listening to this, if you've made it this far, like, wow, hi. Um, how did you do it? How did you do it? We're a mess. And I guess maybe we'll try to do this weekly. Mm-hmm. We'll try our best. We work jobs. We have lives. <laughs> but, yeah. I hope you all enjoyed. And we'll see you hopefully in the next one if we ever record again. Woo! Bye! Bye!